Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, programmers, hobbyists or researchers it does not matter as long as you're someone who's passionate about building things I'll find you and podcast you. Hi all I want to take a brief moment to thank you all personally for supporting this podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms including Google Podcasts and Spotify the podcast mainly features interesting people in robotics artificial intelligence and entrepreneurship if you believe that the information that i'm providing might be of benefit to you or to someone you know it would be really great if you could hit the subscribe button and press the notification icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out it would literally take you a second or two to subscribe to the podcast but it would really mean a lot to me because i can grow the podcast to a level that where i can reach more people invite ever more interesting guests and have a more meaningful impact so let's begin now yeah yeah computation resources are a, are a huge huge challenge in this as well so now let's uh, steer our conversation from george hortz and tesla to actually swayat robots so i'll uh, also uh, you know ask you questions about uh, your approach at solving the autonomous driving problem but before that uh, can you give a brief uh, you know overview of what swayat robots is what its origin is why you came up with the name swayat is there what what's the meaning of swayat and you know just like the initial phase of starting in oh, sure so swayat is a sanskrit word for autonomous so swayat means autonomous so it's basically autonomous robots swayat robots right uh, no the sanskrit word for it <laughs> okay okay sure so it's it's mentioned on our website also somewhere i, I think that swayat is a sanskrit term for autonomous um and uh, the the origin as you already know that i had been fascinated with uh, autonomous driving since uh, beginning of my fourth semester and i wanted to solve the problem i came back to india in 2014 and i had time to actually initiate a small project to see whether the things are feasible or not once i realized things are feasible then in 2015 i just started working full time on swayat robots so essentially we are primarily uh, an transportation company that is focusing on uh, enabling autonomous driving in highly stochastic in in traffic with highly stochastic dynamics and in both the structured and unstructured environment conditions furthermore one of our research endeavors is also to enable autonomous vehicles to perceive their environment using only cameras without requiring lidars or radars uh, so even tesla would require radars uh, but we are saying okay you and and we have done i mean it's not that we are just talking about it we have actually done significant amount of research and significant amount of demo is also on our website to actually prove the point that it can be done uh, so that's our our another research endeavor as i mentioned earlier that in autonomous you have three major key technical uh, you know areas perception planning and localization and uh, i'd been researching and planning for over 11 years now since i started swayat my research is spanned to uh, so many different areas and currently uh, planning research amounts to 65 to 70% of the research of our company perception research is around 25% 27% the remaining portion of our research is in the area of localization and uh, one of our company's goal is actually to make autonomous driving technology accessible available and affordable to everyone and, uh, and 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 basically this is where you know our research endeavor i mean to 
enable autonomous vehicles perceive the environment using off the shelf cameras it's going to make the technology very uh, you know inexpensive for the end customer uh, for example when you when you so, so there are other segments to autonomous in tech as well for example industrial robotics and all the other different scenarios as well so having this ability to you know develop such algorithms make your technology affordable to the end customer uh, as i mentioned earlier we are also researching on enabling autonomous driving without high definition mapping or without high fidelity maps so gps maps are more than uh, more than sufficient for us to navigate from point a to point b so this is where we kill the infrastructure requirement that is required by any other company on planet to actually uh, perform autonomous driving operations so we want to kill that requirement as well and this is where i mean uh, as i mentioned earlier like we have been doing delimiters prediction research when it is combined with our uh, sophisticated you know motion planning and decision making technology to deal with very high levels of stochasticity you, you combine the ability to, to predict and generate things on the fly and also the ability to deal with very high levels of stochasticity and this is how you achieve mapless navigation because you don't have to rely that on another information dimension which is you know necessary only if you you know for example as i mentioned earlier that you can miss some delimiters reduction and that is where high fidelity maps become useful so we are in the business of eliminating that need and this is where we have been focusing on an area we call delimiters prediction which is we we shouldn't just have the ability to detect things in the environment if they are absent for example what if lane markers road boundaries are absent not really visible faded or blurred out due to environmental scenarios or or due to you know camera condition what is or even if they are not even existent for example on unstructured roads often the lane markers are absent right so the so the algorithm should have the capability to generate that live using the contextual understanding of the environment not just an extrapolation for example when i say the ability to generate i'm not i'm not saying that you okay you detect some of the points for lane markers and then you extrapolate by spline fitting no i'm talking about raw generation based on contextual understanding just like if i show you an image as a human being you'll be able to tell me where the thing should have been can an algorithm do that so the to to the extent it is possible uh, it is possible by human being we want the ability to both det- uh, detect and generate both the salient and non salient delimiters in real time in planning as you already know our research focuses on uh, developing motion planning and decision making algorithms to deal with very high levels of stochasticity and this is where we have been uh, research so why we i mean uh, why we we talk about you know and testing this in india because indian traffic dynamics is very very hard very complex very uncertain right so it provides that chaos or that stochasticity uh, you know for you to test the robustness of your algorithm to the limit possible right so we have developed algorithmic frameworks to enable tight space negotiation in stochastic cluttered environments uh we have developed uh, you know high speed navigation you know uh, algorithms for you know cluttered stochastic highway autonomous driving we have been working on developing overtaking modules that enable autonomous vehicles to overtake on typical two lane indian roads just like indian drivers do right because once you have that ability you can take the tech and apply it in north america and europe and this is why like recently we have you know been getting contracts and and you know collaborations from you know companies and automotive industries outside india because we really have proven that our technology is ready to work in this kind of environment scenario so this is roughly what we at swayat research uh, swayat robots are researching on and and, and these are you know some of the technical uh, so, so the technologies that actually we are actually making to enable the transcribing in such environmental scenarios 
So the, the main focus is on planning. You mentioned that 60 to 70 percent of the research there is on planning, and uh, you talked about the perception problem of you know uh, contextual understanding. So just uh, understanding what's going on from an image. So the, I I don't know. Maybe I don't uh, understand the complexity of the planning part, and you can throw some more light on that. But I th think the perception part seems really challenging. Can you also talk about how difficult contextual understanding is? I mean, uh, and, and like compare it to the uh, existing research with the segmentation sure. and detection and all those things that are already existing okay, okay. in computer. Sure. So, so, so that contextual understanding was one remote case for one of the algorithms that I was talking about, right? Uh, so, in terms of planning, our goal are, 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 are we have two goals. One, we want to develop the algorithms that can perceive the unstructured environments using only the cameras, both the structured and unstructured environment. So, this is our for, this is our research endeavor. In that, we also want to ensure two things. One, our algorithms should be very, very computationally efficient. So we focus on computational efficiency a lot. And we have world's fastest algorithms for any common task. For example, if, if some other companies like NVIDIA, like technology suppliers like NVIDIA, or any other company for that matter has developed an algorithm, and we have also developed an algorithm for the same task. Our algorithm is going to be at least five to six times faster than the uh, computer's algorithm. And uh, so, so this is this is our focus on the computation efficiency. Our second, our second focus in the in the um, in the perception research is to be able to not just detect but also predict delimiters, both the salient and non-salient delimiters in the environment. Uh, right, because you also have to know uh, we are focusing on enabling autonomous driving perception using only cameras, both during the day and at night, right? And oftentimes, I mean, the environments, uh, you know, through the cameras can become blurry, the environments can be can be unstructured, there can be missing information due to clutteredness, due to, uh, due to you know, occlusion or so many other, you know, environmental scenarios, maybe due to foggy situation, maybe due to rainy situation, there can be reflection on the road and things are not clearly visible. Both the salient and non-salient delimiters. So the salient delimiters are road boundaries, lane markers, any kind of any any kind of delimiter that delimits the the uh, the, the feasible and the infeasible region. Uh, non-salient delimiters are harder to understand. So, for example, uh, if if there's a traffic sign mounted on a vertical pole, the the point where the where the base of of the pole meets the road, that's a non-salient delimiter. Uh, for example, uh, you know. The, uh, for example, if you have a, if you have a, if you have a road divider, right, uh, in, there would be small gaps where that divider would be open, right, and uh, there would be boundary of that divider, you know, curved boundary. That's a non-salient delimiter. It's not a, it's it's not um, it's it's not a lane marker. It's not a road boundary, but still, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of non. -salient. So these are some you know salient and non-salient delimiters that are present in the environment, and uh, often so one of the most difficult uh, you know one of the active research areas in, in the world at large in in perception is to detect delimiters reliably and we are in the business of not just detecting but also generating or predicting delimiters uh, based on the contextual understanding of the environment so so these are our you know three uh, you know primary research is to enable transferring perception using only the cameras even in that we focus on two different things one the ability to predict things and not just detect them and second is the computational efficiency where i've already mentioned i mean if you take uh, we have world's fastest semantic segmentation algorithm right now 
and uh, you can go on our website you will find a network named as deep geometric network and we have done you know evening demos we have done uh, you know daytime demos we have done you know very uh, demos in, in in very shadowy conditions as well and uh, you 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 find you know significant amount of demo on our website similarly we have a uh, world's fastest obstacle detection framework again it's an extension of our deep geometric network we call it dgni so on our website it's although on our website you wouldn't find dgn ui but it's just on my linkedin right now so the dgni and dgn ui are two of our networks that perform simultaneous semantic segmentation as well as for obstacle detection and that to under 15 gigaflops let me explain you what uh, actually state of the art requires to actually perform these two tasks independently so state of the art algorithms for obstacle detection typically do 150 to 650 gigaflops of computations per image for obstacle bounding box detection alone semantic segmentation is around 200 to 300 500 gigaflops of compute power right so combinedly this is easily i mean several hundreds of gigaflops of compute that you have to perform per image we can do simultaneous semantic segmentation and obstacle detection in 15 gigaflops one side we are Uh, so the, the 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 Google Brains team last year developed the uh, you know efficient debt uh, neural network uh, with with a usable uh, outdoor version is rated at 150 gigaflops. So if you compare that and that can detect bounding boxes, ours detects bounding boxes as well as semantically segments at 15 gigaflops. But even if we ignore the semantic segmentation part, still we are 10 times faster than Google Brains efficient debt. We are uh, 10 times faster than one of the most popular used neural network, Yulo. we are 43 times faster than mask rcnn so this is roughly what we do when we similarly we have the worlds because we are the worlds only company that is working on deep linkers prediction so one of the instances so the deep linkers prediction is a very broad research it focuses on both the saline and non saline deep linkers but let's focus on saline deep linkers uh, being the ability to detect lane markers and road boundaries So we have an algorithm, lane markers detection generation algorithm. You'll find significant amount of demo both during the day and at night on our website, right? So uh, now we have the ability to both detect and generate. Let's consider NVIDIA's algorithm, which cannot detect only, uh, which cannot generate, can only detect such delimiters. We are six times faster than them, and apart from that, we have the ability to predict as well, right? And generate in real time. So this is roughly how fast we are. For any of the common task, we uh, I developed a free space detector algorithm on a website. You will find a network deep energy maps. It detects the free space of the vehicle. I developed this uh, in 2017, and uh, since uh, since then, I have been seeing significant amount of demos by major automotive companies in the world, including Nvidia, that have demoed similar algorithm that finds the boundary of the feasible and infeasible region. So Nvidia did their demo in 2019. Two years after us, uh, even then uh, we are nine times more computationally efficient than what Nvidia uh, did. Uh, right. So this is roughly what our computational efficiency research looks like. And to do that, uh, we study you know several different branches of applied mathematics. Uh, we try to come up with novel loss functions for training the deep neural network so that they achieve better generalization as well. Uh, I study different branches of mathematics just to you know. Uh, derive some a uh, computational unit for a neural network so that it it captures more semantic segment uh, more semantic information with less compute so this is what uh, the computational efficiency research looks like our research in delimiters prediction is highly mathematical in nature there are several branches of mathematics you have to read to be able to come up with the ideas that can you know generate things in real time um 
so this is roughly what our perception uh, research is at the moment and as far as the goal of achieving uh, the ability i mean when i say that we have we our goal is to uh, enable transient perception using only cameras i don't mean to limit uh, it just to cam for example uh, currently just to let you know we have world's fastest uh, lidar segmentation algorithm as well that is roughly 11 times faster than rangenet plus plus algorithm which was published last year so i mean our ideas for cameras are extendable to lidars as well but at least i mean we have been a bootstrapped startup so far when i began my startup i didn't have funds to even buy a single lidar right so i mean it, it became a question i mean the very survival of the startup big uh, i mean uh, Dependent on the ability to come up with such algorithm frameworks, and what I found that the state-of-the-art algorithmic, you know, deep net deepminders are so commercially expensive that they are practically useless. So in 2016, I started active research in perception as well, and now the perception research has grown to 25% of the research that we do as well. So this is roughly uh, what we do in in terms of perception research. Okay, that's that's quite impressive. So I have a few questions here for you. Yes. So the this research that you have mentioned is, is it primarily your own research? And uh, how many people are there at Swayat Robots currently? Uh, I I don't think there are quite a lot of you guys. Uh, but I mean, it's really impressive that you are like ten uh, times uh, you know uh, more. You have algorithms that are ten times more efficient and faster as compared to all the leading, most of the leading companies as well. And uh, the second question that uh, so the first question is how many people there are and um, uh, how it grew, how Swayat Robots grew. The second question is do you have investors? or uh, you mentioned that you are bootstrapped currently are you looking for investors and you know the investing side and the third is how did you manage to achieve such a significant difference in efficiency compared to you know other uh, leading companies research sure so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions are converted in one question so let me answer them one by one um uh, in, in 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 terms of you know uh, the, the the team so as i mentioned like i had been a researcher for the past 11 years and uh, when i began like we uh, i mean until uh, until until 2019 i was the only one primarily responsible for generating all the algorithm frameworks so over the past 5 years i have developed around 47 novel algorithm frameworks and uh, uh, that distinguishes us from the other uh, transferring companies in the world right now uh, from 2019 onwards we have grown to team of 4 right now uh, and uh, Yes, I mean because we have been bootstrapped, right? So I mean, uh, so we 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 are a team of four with uh, one member in the US. So she is currently uh, working remotely and part time as well uh, to help us, you know, uh, with all the business meetings that happen in the US. Uh, currently, we have four interns as well uh, right now who are who are working with us. And uh, as far as the uh, you know, so my task, uh, as I said, like I mean, if if I had not been mathematical, this wouldn't have existed, right? Uh, so when I, when i came back uh, to india right i mean uh, as i said like this started as a, as a project and uh, i started research one one my first focus was just planning research but i realized the state of the art doesn't solve the problem so started the perception research as well now the question is like how we are able to develop something that no one else has developed right uh, it's it's a very very tough to answer uh, for example as i mentioned sometimes people just ignore things I mean, they they are so open. They are so in front of you that I don't know how and why people ignore them. Uh, sometimes it also 
amounts to just looking in the right direction. For example, uh, for example, as I mentioned, delimiters prediction. So, so this is the name that I have given to the field. The ability to it's a straightforward English, right? Ability to predict delimiters. So, delimiters prediction research. So, this is about proprietary research, right? I have not seen any other company, any other executive, any other leading scientist of any of the or, of, or any representative of any company even talking about this because they straightforward say use high fidelity maps, map everything, use that information. I mean, now again, like these are very famous researchers. I mean, these are very respected researchers. And even these had been my idea as well when I was an undergrad. I mean, people like Andrew Wing, right? I mean, one of the statements came in 2017, 2018 that uh, unless we create a role, uh, sorry, under, unless we create a, 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 a rail a network kind of a you know environment where everything is structured, predefined, pre-mapped, everything is done, just like in the in in, in the railways, right? The the, the the predefined tracks and everything. Unless you do that, you cannot achieve autonomous driving, right? So maybe people have accepted that this is a really hard problem, right? Maybe this is the reason why they are not even focusing on the right. I mean, why no other company had even focused on real interpretation? As I said, you can make a claim level 5 tomorrow, overnight, week from now, month from now. You're not even looking at the problem that autonomous vehicles can encounter on road. On what basis is a claim of level 5 autonomy, right? So, I mean, I knew this problem of delimiters. Uh, this problem with identifying, detecting delimiters in real time because I know the environments are very unstructured they can get even the structured environments can get unstructured right the potholes can appear the lane markers can fade away uh, so when i looked into the problem now the question is okay mathematically can you solve it or not there is enough enough amount of mathematics available all over the world you just have to study particular field of mathematics to know how to solve so once you know the problem just like if you began our earlier conversation right Oftentimes, it is hard for people if they are going to do self-studies, it's hard to structure everything properly. Once you know the target, math is relatively easier. right? It's harder to know what to solve as compared to, because you can get a PhD in mathematics to solve the math if you are not able to solve. If, if today, for example, okay, I will let you know, like, uh, okay. Probably we can edit it out, but I'll just like let you know. For example, if I sleep, I get some ideas how to solve a particular problem, right? For some of the ideas, I don't have the mathematical uh, ability to solve them. But th does that limit us from imagining how to solve that problem? You can get a PhD in mathematics to do that, right? So this is, I mean, so I mean, again, coming back to the back to the original question, right? So you just have to look, for example, I uh, developed a, a framework using reinforcement learning when I, when I was an undergrad. It was about using reinforcement learning to develop, uh, you know, an algorithmic framework that enables, you know, motion planning in unknown and unseen environments, primarily using RL agent to guide the motion planner. And the way I build the representation is that the RL agent should be independent of the environment where it is trained on. And even independent of the state space demonstrated. For example, if you train a ground robot, it will work for for a drone as well, right? The paper is co-authored with Matt Taylor. It's not mathematical at all. Very simple, right? Using existing RL knowledge, just focus on what the right what is the right presentation to build. And uh, so it's about uh, okay. It's on our. I think the pointer would be on our website as well. Uh, waypoint something related to autonomous waypoint generation strategy for motion planning in unknown it was published in 2011 or 12 so it, it's about 
autonomous waypoint generation for motion planning in unknown environments now if you just search that even on my google scholar you would find that paper it's co-authored with matt taylor right so if you go through the paper just you would know that there's no hard intricate math just like idea is pretty clear what needs to be done and the the, the formulation is very simple oftentimes like uh, when i say that we are doing this that that people think that i mean uh, how, how do we come up with the idea so it's it's also about looking into the right direction once you know the problem math is easier to solve right so perhaps this is the reason why and as far as the entire structure of the startup is concerned so until 2019 my responsibility as a founder of the company was to build a platform that is investable where other people can come in and realize their uh, their life goals for example someone's life goal is to build an awesome autonomous driving tech some awesome algorithm you need to have a platform otherwise basically if i if i ask you okay come and let's build a autonomous driving startup then you say okay what's the state of this startup right have you even built a pro concept so my when the claim is that your startup is going to solve the autonomous driving anywhere in the world right and how do you prove it by testing it in india once that is a goal then you need to have a framework that actually does that and my responsibility as a leading scientist as a researcher and as a founder of the company was to exactly build that so until 2019 i was responsible for all algorithmic research developing all the algorithms now that we have built a technology now other people are realizing that we have something very good now as far as the funding is concerned so now until until earlier uh, until until late last year we were very concerned about the funding because yes we are looking for funding but now we have cracked some of the most prestigious contracts i mean if i use the word prestigious because these are very hard companies to deal with right so we have uh, just on 9th of september our poc uh, contract got approved with one of the major leading automotive uh, in 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 europe and uh, we are also uh, we we are, we are also going to collaborate with some of the lidar companies i mean if the coronavirus had not uh, had, had not happened we have already uh, started developing algorithms for one of the major lidar manufacturers in the world uh, but currently we are looking at uh, two or three different collaborations uh, with the lidar companies as well we have already raised that poc contract that i mentioned uh, with a major european automotive and uh, now basically we are talking to some of the industrial players as well to, you know uh, sort of you know fine tune our technology for the industrial uh, as i mentioned that we have significant cost uh, advantage right and we enable autonomous driving is in, in very effective manner without using extensive mapping or without using very large amount of computation so this is very appealing to the to the end customer as well so we are talking about with one of the major leading mining corporations as well to you know use our technology for automating some of the industrial vehicles so having these contracts worked out i mean now not that worried about funding it's a matter of you know finding an investor with the right vision because i mean uh, yes so i was explaining that uh, now that we have these contracts so we are not that much worried about the investment it's now a question of finding you know the right investor with the right vision actually to take the company forward with these contracts in the in the in the bag actually so let's hope that in few months time we uh, able to raise vc funding as well but even if not that then the contracts will actually get us through right? because because these are things that actually matter Yeah. Okay. And uh, what is the nature of the contract that you have with these uh, leading companies? So, sure. do you provide them the entire technology, or do you assist them develop it? What's the nature of the contract? 
so now each of the contract is 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 under nda like so i cannot tell like what technologies we are dis we are discussing but i can ask our offering in general right like what swayat robot for example if you are a company what we can offer to you right so we offer the technology both in a in an end to end fashion where we can either enable entire autonomous driving for your robots like for example industrial robotics scenario or we also offer the technology in modular fashion for example if you are already already an automotive company uh with uh, with, with existing autonomous driving stack but you if you feel that some for algorithms can benefit you we can offer offer those to you similarly for example if you are a lidar company and you want you know an integrated solution with software and hardware for your customers we can provide you know in individual algorithms to you know process the uh, to to uh, to to perform the tasks that you want your hardware and software to perform so it's both mod so it's pretty flexible as at least as of now but as as we go along the way a more and more structured we 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 would like to concretize it you know uh, providing end to end solution where we would want you know lead so our goal is to be a leader in autonomous driving tech right and we want to be a default software that autonomous vehicles and robots are going to use in future and we can do that only when we provide the entire stack end to end and not in modular for fashion but at least as of now we are providing modular as well so the the ultimate goal is to provide the whole end to end module to the companies like so they Because, don't have to worry yes. and it, that's just implementable yes. also like some of the frameworks that we are going we are working on uh these are going to set a new regulatory standard it would be very hard for companies to meet regular re regulatory standard for example let's suppose if governments become really strict and autonomous driving if we bring forward our tsn framework tight space negotiator most of the autonomous driving companies in the world will lose their license to perform autonomous driving testing on road so why i mean uh, now for example because for example let's suppose you work with the government to set a new for example you can read the european union guidelines for adas what the what would qualify an adas how can you say that that you have this level of you know adas capability you have to be able to perform these xyz number of tasks and those are some really tough tasks the guidelines similarly right for example if if you have a framework if your vehicles if your technology can deal with a certain uh, environment scenario you can you can place a requirement yes so uh, so this is what i'm saying i'm saying about regulatory so this is roughly you know what we are some of the i mean some of the algorithmic frameworks that we are we are working on if we prove that okay that these are situations that our transferring vehicle can handle and it should handle to ensure the safety then basically i mean that would be a new standard and it would be hard for example the moment you make high fidelity maps redundant for autonomous driving right now let's assume you are a competitor of uber and we are the technology supplier to let's call that company x your x company competitor of uber right uber has their autonomous driving technology we are providing autonomous driving technology to company x right now this x company will save tremendous amount of money by using our technology why because we would be charging less because we don't have to have a server we don't have to do the remote computation we don't want the infrastructure ultimately you are going to save money if you are going to save money you are you are going to put your competitor out of the market right so this is what i mean uh, i mean so, so some of the frameworks that we have built we, i mean you can go on our website you can see number 15 2017 demo uh, i mean the video is not professional quality because at that point time you know the state was started was all bootstrap we used to record using cell phones but you can see towards the end of that video there's only single video i mean number 15 2017 towards the end of the video it's a very tight row 10 cm margin With a bike coming from the opposite end, 
vehicle is using only two cameras mounted on the front bumper to do any kind of perception operation right and the planning and decision making algorithmic framework was able to deal with that kind of environment scenario with that tight space available for the vehicle to pass through right this is our tsn framework in real world how it works right the moment you set that as a regulatory benchmark other company will have to prove that they have also got the same standard or they will start using their license to start testing their, their, their technology uh, similarly for example as i mentioned why do we so much focus on computational efficiency ultimately every vehicle in near future is going to be ev vehicle even if you have some xyz you know technology to power your vehicle ultimately it will, it will all boil down to the energy that you consume if you are going to consume if your if your algorithms are going to do more computations for the same task you are going to consume so what does 10 times computational efficiency mean it means you are eventually going to con consume 10 times less energy to achieve the same result let's remove for example let's suppose every computer is is, is very every, every, you can embed all the algorithms in a chip but that chip will, will consume power if you are doing 100 computation 100 gigaflops or 10 gigaflops you are going to consume the energy proportionately so on the computation front, this is the reason why, why we focus so much on computation, why we focus getting rid of the high fidelity map and the planning framework is our, you can say it's a regulatory benchmark, right? So uh, this is roughly what we are doing. So uh, this thing about regulatory, so the part of your work also involves that you predict what are the regulations that would be enforced by the government if autonomous we, vehicles. We, yeah, I know, yes. Ultimately, it will ultimately is human lives that have to be saved. I mean, you, you cannot. I mean, there's one company that kills humans on road with their transferring. Right? There's another company that doesn't kill people. If government not, if not the government, people will will take a note of that, and people influence the government. If you have power, if you have power, I mean, see, we are not doing something. We, we we don't. We are just doing our work in technology, right? This is what our technology. Either you compete on that front, so we don't want to compete on regulation. This is, for example, let's suppose if 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 you have a if if you have so for example some email service like Gmail. Why are so many people use Gmail and not any other email service? Because it's so easy. It would be very hard for uh, for another email service to convince you to actually go elsewhere, right? The ease of you know doing things. Similarly, we are focusing primarily on our tech. Our goal is not to compete or, or you know the, the primary goal is see that's a business goal to compete with everyone but the primary goal is to enable autonomous driving in the world's most difficult traffic scenarios imaginable that's the crux of it see there are other businesses where business models is the key i mean the, 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 the technology is secondary autonomous driving the entire business model runs on the very safety guarantees of the technology if you don't achieve that you don't have business at all and this is our primary focus we, we we don't focus on regulation it is just the part of the work that we are doing that we know that our algorithms are so capable that you can design a new regulatory benchmark and if you have power to do that you have the power to stop the competition as well so we just address everything through our work and through our technology nothing is special our gigaflops for example in every video i think i post on either on linkedin or website the gigaflops is clearly written if you are nvidia or you are amd intel of the world just develop an algorithm that beats us that's a fair competition point okay interesting so the the major advantage uh, of the technology that you offer is one that you know the you are focusing more on the safety which is the main thing in autonomous yes. driving uh, but at the same time i think the na major advantage is 
that you are uh, offering uh, the same technology at a much lesser cost so you also mentioned yes. that you don't don't require any infrastructure and yes. uh, why why how are you able to manage it is it because of the constraints because you you have to use yes. your own money and uh, you have to try to limit it as much as possible how how do you so 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 when the company began for for example if you, if you look at our perception research even uh, initially even i thought okay that we can use lidar but you don't have the money to buy lidar when when i began the company so let's start a research to enable to get rid of that as well right second problem problem number two how do you deal with unstructured environments okay let's build an algorithmic framework that can generate delimiters on the fly that's our delimiters prediction research right that has given rise to a lane marker decision generation algorithm third problem is high fidelity maps how do you get rid of the high fidelity maps focus on the two areas robust perception algorithms and robust planning algorithms perception algorithms to deal with the unstructuredness in the environment because ultimately the vehicle will will need to know where it is and how far from particular delimiter or lane marker right uh, this is it if you can provide that information you have solved one problem second problem is if there is stochastic if there is uncertainty into that into into that process right can your algorithms deal with high loss of stochastic not just in the environment but in the traffic dynamics we have both when you combine this then you get rid of the high fidelity maps what about the planning algorithms just develop the algorithms to deal with that kind of traffic dynamics right and when you try to, for example when i say that we are researching on enabling overtaking on typical two lane roads in india right now you may you may think that okay we are doing that because we want to solve it in india no see that is a secondary issue the primary issue is the safety for example if you design the wings of your aeroplane you will you you will design them to accommodate for the turbulence as well right because a load can be 10 times much more the the the, the impulse of the turbulence that can you know be very severe right same thing applies in autonomous driving you want to solve the autonomous driving problem with level 5 autonomy in american european australian developed countries traffic you have to develop the technology that is tested in conditions that are significantly much more harder now where do you get these kind of traffic dynamics we have it right and this is the reason why when we say the so the problem is not solving the overtaking on typical two lane roads in india because 10 years from now even indian traffic is going to get more structured but even human drivers make accidents happen right there's a tech that you're talking about where most of the components work in an end to end fashion that no one knows how they work right so you're talking about this tech so how do you test it okay today when it offers you right this situation so the ability if you can make decisions for example if you are driving in india you have to decide when to overtake other vehicle is coming from there you have to decide okay am i going to make it or should i you know backtrack and 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 go back go behind the current vehicle if you decide to do that do you squeeze uh, you know excuse your, yourself in between the two vehicles one of the vehicle that you have already crossed or you or you completely apply the brakes very tough so the problem is do you have the capability in terms of decision making and planning that is all that is being tested and this is exactly what we are focusing on when i say that we want to solve overtaking on two lane roads in india because it gives us the opportunity to test our decision making technology to the limit and the extent possible and uh, that is roughly what we are doing so but but the core uh, of swayat robots is based on research and 
solving the pro- the solving the unsolved problem of autonomous exactly. driving for the most that has difficult been... things possible yes. for the most difficult that... conditions possible yes yeah and so let's talk about deep eigen so first uh, can you talk about what the main vision of deep eigen is because there are lots of educational platforms like udacity coursera online sure. platform already there and you know the typical universities are already offering high tech education so what's the sure. goal of eigen uh just like autonomous driving the goal of deepak is also very clear and very straightforward in autonomous driving we wanted to solve that transferring in the worst of its condition possible and we innovated as a result uh in deepak the goal is pretty clear we want to provide very deep cutting edge education the kind of education that you would have got if you were enrolled in grad programs in top 10 universities in the world that's the straightforward goal of deepak and we have categorized the courses in 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 three into two primary different categories category 1 and category 2 and category 1 is for the subdivided into category 1a and 1b so this is what categories look like so in category 1a a full length category 1a course can exceed the both the depth and the width uh, the the uh, the depth and the and the breadth of the content that you get uh, if you are enrolled in the same course on the on the same topic at one of the top 10 universities in the world so this is category 1a course full length category 1a category 1a course can be imagined as one semester long graduate school course on the same topic at top 10 grad programs in the world uh, category 2 is more practical in nature uh, for example we we will we'll be still covering a lot of mathematics but the amount of mathematics is restricted in comparison to category 1b courses so so category 2 courses are more practical with enough with focus on theory wherever it is necessary so our category 2 courses i mean there is no online platform that can match the depth of our category 2 courses i mean category 1 and category 1 is totally uh, you know uh, not possible with the, with the current standard that other online education platforms have, have set because there we are competing with the world's best best grad programs in category 2 as i mentioned we provide sufficient mathematical depth which i have not seen in any other not even in moocs that are run by you know graduate programs uh, i mean so so this is roughly what we offer so uh, what i understand from your explanation about deep eigen's goal is that there are uh, there are a few categories of courses that you have like the first category is competing with the traditional universities like in the full fledged level like in all yes. its mathematical details and everything yes and uh, the second category is like focusing on the uh, practical aspects but it not to the level of moocs just you know still more detailed and the third is still very competitive yes sorry is still is still very competitive yes yeah yeah, yeah. and is there a third category as well or uh, there are two so so currently we are looking to raise funding as of so again like deepigan had been bootstrapped but the good thing about deepigan is that from day one it's 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 revenue positive so i mean that's just a model uh, that i built i mean no i i built deepigan on one policy no loss policy that no matter what happens we should generate a loss out of deepigan right so we would be we are we are uh, for example uh, often times i have encountered uh that for example people who have spent significant amount of years in 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 industry they want to get something close to category 2 but they need much more than the existing platforms i don't i wouldn't name the existing platforms 
so they need much more than the existing platform but they don't need category 2 level course as well right let alone category 1 so that we can initiate a third category maybe category 3 courses which are much more deeper as compared to what the existing state of the art offers but they are shallower as compared to a category 2 but that is a question of you know how much team can we grow how many people what is the volume of the people that we are looking at and uh, what what is the price point as well and we can make some of these decisions uh when we can grow in the coming months so we have applied to some accelerators we are talking to some investors as well who are looking because it's a pure business i mean deep agon is although no matter what our goal is but the 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 business model is very clear we are both in b2b and b2c so in b2b we can have industry collaborations for example there are so many uh, you know uh, you know industries like uh, so, so many so many education institutes in india that we can offer you know value to in b2c for example uh, some of our students for example currently 25% of our registrants are people who have already done masters in north america right so these are our registrants right so they need more deeper knowledge the masters program was not sufficient for them right so there uh, the business model is pretty clear we are both in b2b and b2c and uh, it's very convincing to the investor as well okay that we are generating revenue so once you start uh, i mean for example if we just had uh, registrants from india right other uh, there is a possibility okay fine i mean whether it will grow or not but once people with masters degree start enrolling in your online courses that's a statement i mean that's a statement for even investor see this is the this is the kind of people who are you know uh, investing their time and money on right so there like once we expand our team yes we can initiate more categories but we our goal we we see ultimately uh, we also have to decide what do we stand for right uh, are we uh, do we want to be mit of online education or do we want to be you know uh, some of the shallow platform of online education right so that's a, just like in tom saying you have to make up your mind are you going to be an adas company are you going to be a tom driving what can promise driving competing with the state of the art or moving ahead with the state of the art right this is the same decision that we have to make a deep again ultimately what is it that you are offer offer that is what you are offering because let me give you an idea if today you you are enrolled at mit you can be rest assured whatever you are studying you are studying state of the art can people associate themselves can they identify themselves with deep eigen see this is where i got my education from right it's deep eigen right so if i've gone through this course if i've gone this much grade or if i have scored this much i know that i'm i know the same uh, amount of stuff that people who are graduating from the topmost universities know and there also we have one more goal we want to revolutionize the education right education is becoming very expensive these days so while we provide these kind of courses we want to ensure say with the current uh, with the current limitations that we have we can offer these courses we, we, we can offer these courses at 1/5 of the price what it would cost them if they go with university level education or even for example one of the very very prominent platforms on the internet it offers nano degrees actually so if someone takes you know five courses uh five nano degrees right they will have it, it, they, they cannot match in depth because very we are very deep in theory so but even if if they have to match in breadth they have to take 5 nano degrees to have the same level of topic level knowledge as we offer in our robotics category 2 course so this is how and our course is what priced at only 58000 rupees so this is what we want to we want to offer them education but we want to realize that see the education shouldn't be overcharged so if you compare with with grad programs we are 1/5 of the price 
if you, if you compare with typical nano degrees, someone will have to register five six nano degrees. Each of those nano degrees one lakh rupees. So we are what I mean, fourteen times less uh, expensive as compared to such programs, right? So this is we want to offer them value, but we also want to offer them it at, at a very affordable price. And the goal for deep again three years from now, two point five. I've set myself; it's my personal goal. Uh, two to two point five years from now, uh, we want to be able to provide these courses at one. 20th to 110th range and once we grow bigger can we offer them at even reduced price that's a future question that we would be answer we'll be able to answer in future but this is the current goal that we have set for deep eye so the providing the highest quality of education at the minute at the lowest price possible is like the ultimate ultimate, ultimate eventual goal, goal of deep eye yes yeah 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 so how does deep eigen compare with uh, platforms like nptel like nptel has oh, okay. in depth sure. in depth lectures yes. right i mean and people can access that for free so how do you com- compete with them uh, so we when we teach uh, you know the courses i mean we link the everything to the state of the art and this is for example if you are for example if i teach you morphological image processing morphological image processing i mean you can teach set theory you can teach the tip, typical machine uh, typical image processing techniques is going to become you know very vague and boring like why am i studying this in 2020 when people are talking about deep learning so now you have to show them a real world use case okay fine let's suppose your goal is to make automatic data labeling software which is a very big it's going to be more than 100 billion dollar industry right in near future and startups are already like scaled out as startups like they are getting 18 tens of millions of dollars of funding Uh, for doing the stars, we are Swat Robots have have always been uh, working automated data living software as well. So if you go on my, for example, this currently is is available on my LinkedIn post and on our YouTube channel as well for Deep Eye, and you can see our lecture on uh, introduction to morphological image processing. And I, I, there I've very clearly explained. See, this is how you can use morphological, you know, image smoothing for automatic for pre-processing or post-processing the uh, images uh, for data for automatic data labeling software. so when you link the state of the art people are getting idea where this is used rather than just teaching okay this is the formula this is the theory just use it we don't know where to use it right so i i'm, I'm not sure i mean nptel the the professors are perhaps i assume that they are also doing a good job uh, but one of the things that you have to notice is that education scenario in our country is not, not good and uh, the education i mean these uh, i mean the lectures are definitely available on nptel but the lectures are also available in universities but uh, very uh, i mean that in face to face right i mean uh, in, in live but still i mean uh, in education our education curriculum is considered a bit old outdated as well i mean i i, I pretty i i hope because a, a lot of professors uh, who have done phd's they are coming back to india changing the scenario the courses the curriculum are getting more and more advanced so i hope that in near future it will improve as well and this is the reason why we don't want to in education sector see ultimately the eventual goal is to provide an education if someone can do it better then eventually we would be forced to actually you know reduce the price as well so for example tomorrow we become the leading platform we have a particular price point other others will also have to fall in line right so who provides ultimate goal is that students should get the education because uh, i'm of the opinion i'm of the opinion that if you want to make huge amounts of money don't be in education and don't be in military right uh, because they uh, because ultimately if you want to make huge amount of money you're going to do something that shouldn't have been done and you're going to play with the futures and you're going to play with the life so don't be in military and don't be in education business mm-hmm. if you if your goal is to make huge amounts of money make money but 
in in a, in a reasonable fashion education yes. it's probably still possible right to make money uh, but sure. I mean, these uh, these platforms like they are uh, they are charging like sufficient money and there are like lots of customer students as well sure. there and rolling sure see charging money is never a problem for example ultimately as i told you before that our goal is no loss and eventually when there is no loss goal there is also a goal about profit right but you have to look what value you are providing through your content and your content should justify the price point right and this is the reason why i mean i do not know about what is the scenario with uda city right now and i wouldn't like to take names but some of the education platforms they are not providing the depth it should have been for the price point that they are charging to their audience right and perhaps for example if you make it a standard then many people are going to be left out right for example our education is becoming increasingly expensive day by day year by year even in india let alone abroad i mean the tuition fees are increasing what value are you providing to your students that you are increasing fee every year right are you teaching them the state of the art i am not a, i i don't want to answer that question i mean uh, there are more qualified people who can answer this uh, question very well are you really providing the value for the money that you are charging if you are doing that yes charge that money because see but ultimately when i said that don't be in that business meaning that she if 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 you know that producing a content requires x amount of money you can charge 2x to your audience but it's not fair to charge 20x right be being in education sector so this is so this is the reason why we, why we want to revolutionize the education because see if you make the education very expensive then so many people are going to be left out right and this this is this is a uh, very uh, important that you whatever you offer you have to evaluate that uh, for example let's suppose if we offer a particular course at x point can that person take our course and get a job in the leading industry so that they can recover that cost that they paid for the course if you can provide that yes charge that amount right but if you can if you are charging 1 crore for a course a person will never get a job to pay back that 1 crore right so again like uh, it it can be pretty misleading also i would request to edit out this portion very carefully right because it can be it can become very misleading because ultimately it's a business right uh, so we have to be see what i'm trying to say is that the content and the depth of the content right if 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 that you're providing to your audience the price of the course should always be proportional to that right nothing else right so if you feel that your course is uh, providing this value you can offer that much price as far as the question regarding nptel is concerned i mean i've already answered that i mean linking to the state of the art and uh, providing you know more motivation that will also you know help in near future yeah 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 that's that makes a lot of things clear so what i understand what the difference between a deep eigen course and the other platforms is so for example uh, let's compare the deep a deep eigen course with a university course so the clear advantage would be the cost without compromising the quality and compromising the quality With, and comparing it with the MOCs, the MOOCs, it's the difference is clear. I mean, you aim to provide more in-depth, more quality education, uh, deeper yes. understanding of the subject. And the NPTEL question that you answered very well. So the difference is uh, like uh, uh, that you aim to 
provide uh, 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 not outdated information the one that you know is linked with the ongoing research because in fields like robotics ai and yes. all those things these are constantly evolving and nptel courses are probably not that updated yes. on a regular basis and another and also nptel courses are are targeted towards only bachelor's audience right the the the, the bachelor students right who are doing that their their btech or b or bs but our courses are targeted towards more advanced studies as well so that's also one of the distinctions that we can make with nptel and another thing that you mentioned is that okay maybe nptel teaches you everything and also in a structured yeah. way also deeper but they the they lack motivation in the sense that they don't tell you how to use it what's yes. the purpose of studying these things and which is also very very important because i mean it, this is something that i see a pattern of in whole of your journey right uh, you always had this why or a sense of clarity or or the reason why you should be doing it you knew it clearly that you would be doing it and then everything that you followed was uh, just you know uh, a step process, process basically to, to achieve that, that. yeah and that in like it ties everything you know connects everything in a meaningful way so you don't ask like why the hell should i study you know numerical optimization you, you know that i mean it will lead you to where your goal or your vision is sure so the same thing also ties with the with the courses that deep eigen would be generating i really hope that you enjoyed this particular conversation and it helped you in some way shape or form if it did make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification icon or the bell icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out also it would be really great if you could give me your feedback in the comments below that would really help me improve i'm uploading small clips of the long podcasts on a regular basis on platforms like linkedin facebook and instagram so make sure to follow me on these platforms if you're someone who cannot take out time for the long episodes the podcasts are also available on all major podcast platforms including spotify and google podcasts so if you're someone who prefers to listen to podcasts rather than watching full length videos make sure to follow on your favorite podcast platform thank you very much and see you next time